I go outside to the smoke pit, not knowing what I'm going to do. And who's standing right there smoking a cigar? <laughs> Russell. Yeah. And I looked up and I'm like, okay, God, this is what you wanted me to do. You lined this up for me. Okay, cool. So I go right up to Russell and I'm like, hey, Russell, I'm Crystal. I'm from Brampton. And then he's like, yo, yeah, you killed it. I just saw, like, you're hilarious. I'm like, thank you. And then I'm like, listen, I should open up for you. Real Talk with Star Scorpio, season eight. This is this is a pleasure for me because I have Crystal Ferrier on the show. Amazing comedian. She did two of my podcasts. I think it was season one and two. She was on with my wife talking about cakes. But the first time she was talking about comedy. She was supposed to come on with Eric Escobar, comedian the state. But uh, she couldn't make it. But she made it today. Crystal, welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me back. I love this show. I love what you're doing. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're a big supporter, too. Uh, I really appreciate yeah, that. Man. Mm. So of course. We, we go way back, right? We go way back. As you know, I stopped comedy, but you kept trekking. And I appreciate what you're doing for the, for the, for the business, the comedy business and the Canadian yeah. business side of comedy. But I think a lot of people know you, but um, just let people who haven't heard, if they listen to the podcast, how you started comedy again and when. Okay. So I started about 15 years ago, long time. And uh, I was in a relationship actually, and it wasn't that great towards the end. I mean, they're all not that great towards the end, I guess. Um, and I was that person that I was dating was cousins with a comedian, um, a really good friend of mine. And uh, she would encourage me. Her name is Keisha Brownie. Mm -hmm. She would encourage me to uh, do comedy. She's like, you're so funny. You should try comedy. And I was like, no, I don't know. You know, I, I did like the stage because I was doing some theater stuff. But by myself, I was a little nervous about it, you know. And then uh, relationship ended and. I was in a new spot where I was like, you know what, where am I going to go from here? And I was like, you know what, screw it. Let me try it. And I did an open mic at a bar called CC's on Kennedy Road in Brampton, where I used to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big up, Brampton. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it was history from there because I, you know, I was surrounded by the right people. And I was literally telling somebody this the other day because we're talking about Kenny Robinson's show and how mm. difficult it is to get on that show. And I think I did that show for my second time doing comedy because oh, somebody, God. yeah, somebody... <laughs> uh, Somebody saw me there. Cedric Newman saw me there and said, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll vouch for you. You're really funny. You know, we need females in this game. And he took me to Ajax, Yuck Yuck, where Kenny was doing the Nubian show in the East End at that time. Okay. And because Kenny's like, oh, I'm not going to throw you to the dogs. His yeah. exact words in <laughs> yeah. Toronto. You know, I'll test you in the East End. So I went up at the Ajax, Yuck Yuck. I did a really good set. And Kenny was like, all right, next month. You got Toronto. So I literally did Random Bar in Brampton. And then I did Yuck Yuck Ajax for my second. And then I did Nubian Toronto for my third. So it was wild. That's amazing. And yeah. I got to tell you, too, your story kind of seems like mine, too. Because mm. I was there's a difference with I got to say it. 
we, we we used to call them the white rooms and the black rooms and things like that. Right? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Canada's multicultural, but you had your typical rooms where oh, everything sure. kind of went right. So when I started, um, I was doing yuck yucks. So yeah. I made my jokes and I made my West Indian jokes and stuff, and I was doing all right. But um, Mr. Mo, who helped me out, he oh, I love me, him. Yes, big up, Mr. Mo. He yeah. got me on my first Kenny show, but. A lot of people thought I would bomb because you know that's yeah that's a staple. That's right? hard. Yeah, mm. it's a hard show. But as you know, I I hit it up. I, you weren't in it at the time, but I hit it yeah. up. But I was nervous, but the crowd was welcoming. Of I course. hit them with the jokes, but um, it's it's a good opportunity for anyone the Kenny Robinson show, and it's still going on, right? Yes, mm. of course. Like twenty five years now. <laughs> oh my yeah. You know what's crazy? Yeah. I remember when they did the tenth anniversary. So that's how long yes, I've been so out do of I. it. Wow. So do I. I remember crazy. that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's okay. Wild. So now fast forward, you're doing all these shows. You were doing yeah. the Kevin Hart, LOL. The last time we talked, you did the Kevin Hart. Yes. You went to Montreal. Yeah. You met so many people, right? Yes, for sure. But one of the biggest things that you did in the past year, we could say, I think it was, it wasn't yeah. this year, it was last year. You opened last for year. Russell Peters, right? Yeah. Okay. So, how did. did that lead up? How did it lead up to that? And how'd you get that opportunity? Because I know you, okay. you know, Russell, everything's good, Russell, but let me know how that happened. Yeah. So, I hadn't really met Russell face to face. And I got the opportunity to do Roast Battle. This was season two. And I was really excited because, yes, it's Roast Battle, but I, whatever I do, P, I always have a set of goals. Okay. for whatever I do. And sometimes it's not necessarily that actual thing that's the goal. Like, of course, Rose Battle is a goal. Mm-hmm. And I was there, I did it, I killed it. But doing that, I had other goals too. So the, the main one was like, okay, I'm finally going to meet Russell face to face. So in my head, I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a conversation with him. He's going to, you know, like, we're going to be cool. And that's it. So let's see what happens. Yeah. So I do my I do my recording, which is like it's different from live, right? It's TV recording, so there's audience planted, so people know what they're gonna do. We're we're scripted, we know what we're gonna say for the most part, mm-hmm. and then the judges are up there, right? So I do my thing and I killed it. Um, I went up against Big Norm, big up Big Norm. He's one of my favorite comedians as well. And after that, they this was COVID time. So they sent us back to the green room. We couldn't really travel and go around everywhere. So I'm like, how am I going to talk to this guy? I thought I could just talk to him. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. hey, but like literally the judges were far from us. And it would have been awkward for me to go that way because they mm-hmm. just kind of take you and go because of COVID, right? Yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? I can't go creeping around for this man's dressing room. I'm going to look like a groupie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what am I going to do? And then I see everybody leaving because they're going to smoke. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I don't smoke. But yeah. I was like, yo, let me try a thing. So I talked to the AD and I'm like, can I go for a smoke? And listen, I was hoping that please God, don't be like, she's a, she's a cool chick too. I, I was hoping she'd be like, she wouldn't say, oh, let me go with you. Or can I bum a smoke off you? Because I'd be <laughs> lost, okay? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Let me go and, you know, try to see what I can do with this opportunity. Mm. So I go outside to the smoke pit, not knowing what I'm going to do. And who's standing right there smoking a cigar? (laughs) Russell. Yeah. And I looked up and I'm like, okay, God, 
this is what you wanted me to do. You lined this up for me. Okay, cool. So I go right up to Russell and I'm like, hey, Russell, I'm Crystal. I'm from Brampton. And then he's like, yo, yeah, you killed it. I just saw, like, you're hilarious. I'm like, thank you. And then I'm like, listen, I should open up for you. And he's yeah. like, what? I'm like, you know, a lot of people say I'm a female wrestler. Peter is like, I don't really see you, like, opening, like, putting females on, you know, opening for you. And, like, I think I would be really good for you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay. And I go, listen, I like, I don't need no big money. Like, I will pay to get out wherever you are. I will pay for my own, like, hotel. Like, I don't even care about getting paid. I just want to open for you. And he's like, you know what? Actually, you don't have to do all that because... I am going to be at Casino Rama at the end of the year, mm. and you can open for me there. So wow! Like, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, kudos to Russell because like he really had no idea who I am, you know. Wait, and I, wait, I gotta stop you there for a minute because yeah, w- w- when I started comedy, it was different. You know, we're talking of about two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, I was doing the circuit. I was doing Kenny's show when I first were yeah. performer Russell. He he knew who I was through right. the scene, right? So right. I'm sure he he knew who you were through because so it's a he, small he circle. He had an idea, but mm-hmm. but you know when I started, Russell was gone to right. fame already. Right, right. So like it's not like we worked on the same show. Okay. He had an idea because you know he's friends with John Paul, and I've done a lot of work with John Paul. Um, but he never really saw my set. Mm. Right. He saw me at Rose Battle, but that's totally different. Right. But I did I did talk to him after. I was like, you know what? Thank you for giving me a chance. You never really knew who I was. Mm. And at that point he did mention he's like, Okay, but after that I asked around about you. (laughs) 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 Okay, fair, fair. That's fair, you know. Um, but I was grateful that he said yes. And then of course, like the pandemic hit and like I was like, Oh God. So it got pushed over like so casino rama's programming they literally like paused it and then restarted it when things opened up so i had to wait like a year and a half to two years Mm. to actually do that show so i was like oh my god like it was just a verbal thing like i don't have a contract like is it really happening and people will be like oh my god you're opening to wrestle soon right i'm like i think so (laughs) like you know i felt like I don't want to bug him, you know, because he was mm. like, yo, take my number. But like, he's Russell. Like, I don't want to bother the man, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of left it. And literally like two weeks before the date, his brother reached out to me. And I was like, damn, like, there's some good people, you know, because yeah. like, they didn't have to reach back out to me. Yeah. They reached out to me. You know, they treated me so well. I did get paid. I, I got a hotel there. And like, I was literally treated like a star. And the experience of that show was so wild P like wow. first of all it was 11,000 people all together yeah two shows and it was like okay so the first night I was a bit nervous because like I've never been in such a big crowd mm-hmm. and it's a cold open so they go like give it up for Russell's opener Crystal Ferrier well what do you mean there was no warm-up no it's a cold nothing? open no really? it's a cold open I'm the warm-up oh Please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, you know what? Like, I did really well mm-hmm. and it made me really comfortable. Okay. Right. And yeah. then that second night, I was like, nah, like, they got to know who I am. 
them. You know, like I walked yeah. on their different. You could see from the tapes. Like I have two tapes. Like yes, the first it was very corporate, very nervous, but I I got through it and I did well. Mm-hmm. But like the second, like the way I walked on, it was a different crystal. You yeah. know, and that one it was cool because like I had a lot of family in the audience, and you know, like that one I felt really really comfortable mm. so it was really good and then he even like i got him on video because i'm like yo can you can you do a video for me telling people like how i did or whatever you know just for me to have for like a demo reel and he's like of course so he's like you know the first night she went on a cold open and she still killed it and then the second night she was so comfortable she massacred the place like you know it was it was so nice to hear him like you know put his stamp on that mm. Because I felt like all that hard work and then waiting for like the two years almost to finally get it. Yeah. You know, P, like our goal sometimes takes so many years and people don't realize. People are just like, oh, you opened for Russell. Like, how'd you get that? And it's like, yo, that's like <laughs> years in the making. Yeah. You know, it's not like a one, like it's like not like a five minute thing. People don't know how much work gets put into that kind of thing. Yeah. But. And you know what was wild about that too was in Casino Rama. Mm. And so like usually people go to the show and then they go to the casino or they hang out, they go have dinner, you know. I didn't really think anything of it. Mm. And then after the show, I just walked out into the lobby and I got sworn. Like people were like, (laughs) oh, are you are you the girl that opened for him? And they wanted to take pictures. And I'm like, are you? Like I felt like crazy. It was such a crazy feeling, you know. Mm. And then... I went to the bathroom. I was yeah. walking into the stall. This lady was coming out and she's like, Oh my god, can I get a picture with you? Like, like before or after I take this nervous deuce. Like, what do you <laughs> oh, oh my god. Wow. Like it was wild. And she goes, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, no, no, after. And I'm like, Yeah, meet you outside, you know. Yeah. But then I went into the casino and people were swarming me in the casino, and I'm like, okay, like. This is a big deal. You know, mm. this is a big deal. Um, but I'm so forever grateful to his team, man. They treated me so well. Mm. And it was literally a lifetime experience, you know. And he's such a good guy, man. Like, you know, people like people don't really like realize they're like, oh, he's cocky or he's gotten too much money now. And, you know, like, no, like he's very generous. He's very kind to the people that are around him. And, you know, like I really appreciate it. The treatment from his whole team you know yeah shout out russell man like yeah i, I think i always knew he was a good dude and he has a good memory too um yes and yeah and that was one of my goals but you know i fell short so i'm really proud that you you put Aww. in that work and you got to that yep. level man it's like i'm living through you know what i'm Aww. living through all the comedians that i performed with not necessarily yeah. started with because JP and Ron Jostle, they started before me, yes. but I was yes. working with them. But I'm right. living through them. I'm seeing you on Roast Battle Canada, Russell Peter. Yes. I'm seeing John Paul on CP24. Yes, I'm killing seeing, it. I'm seeing Cedric on Amazing Race. You know what I mean? It's, yes. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, but, the um, team's winning. You know, if, yes. if, one, if one person on the team is winning, we're mm-hmm. all winning. It's just nice to see like so many of us winning. Like it's nice. Yeah. finally yes finally. yes yeah. you know what too it's the exposure it's with social mm-hmm. media i don't know if this would have happened like right it's the reach now we have it now yeah. so people it's get to wild. see yeah yeah exactly so, yes so going back to the show how long was your set though uh 15 minutes each night 15 minutes 
And you can, yeah. that's easy for you now, right? You have a, you have yeah, a 45, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a 45. Yeah, I could probably do like, I could do like an hour and a bit if there's no restrictions. Mm-hmm. And then like definitely an hour clean, you know, but if I could do like, you know, a mix of like Caribbean stuff. I've learned to like do my Caribbean stuff in white rooms too. Yeah. You know, like I could always do my Indian stuff, but like mm-hmm. my Caribbean stuff, I used to like, okay, I can't do these jokes, but now I can, you know, mm-hmm. so Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have a, you have a bucket list like me then, right? Mine's not necessarily all comedy. It's a bunch of things, right? But you have that check and this is a big check mark for you too. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I started, you know what? I started approaching my goals differently from the pandemic, to be honest, because like I used to have a bucket list. Like I want to do this. I want to do this. Now I have like, it's in my phone, of course, because this is all we're doing. (laughs) But it's in my notes and I have like the year. And before I used to write all the things that I accomplished mm. just to celebrate at the end of the year. But now I write it like I already accomplished it. Oh, wow. And then, and then it's nice to see like, oh my God, like the audacity, Crystal. You thought you could do it? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I actually do it? That's yeah. a good feeling, you know? So like definitely Russell was one of those. Rose Battle was one of those too. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just a different way. Because I thought in the pandemic that I was going to lose comedy. And that really made me, first of all, depressed. But also, like, I got to do this differently. Like, I can't do the same thing that I did before the Mm. pandemic. You know know what? It it was a good thing in a lot of ways. I'm telling you. Like, pandemic hit hard for a lot of different reasons. Maybe financially and, of course, medically, some people. Of course. But it it got you rethinking. That's how I started the podcast. Like I don't think I would have started this if the pandemic didn't hit. No. That's how I started it. But you know what? When you were talking about that, too, when I had Patrick Hay on um, my podcast, he was talking about he was really depressed when uh, 2020 because you couldn't go out to do shows. And we we discussed that in our last podcast, how you had the the online with JP and everybody. Cedric Keisha but um yeah. yeah now you're at a different level so let's go back to Roast Battle Canada though because yeah you did it again so when you invited me to watch the live I bought I brought my friend Cher you know Cher now yeah, she's yeah, actually, yeah, actually yeah. seen you saw her somewhere at a yeah I see her randomly show. like it's crazy yeah I saw her at a boat cruise or something yeah like boat it. cruise yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but when we went man I was so impressed with you but I didn't know what the follow-up was like I yeah. seen the competition and was there okay you won and then is there yeah. something else happening? But tell me about Roast Battle Canada, though. How how you got it in the first place? Okay, so how I got on the first the first time I did it. Okay, yeah. so the first time I did it was also the audacity. Here, here <laughs> we go. So listen to this. Yeah. So um Keith Pedro gave me a call and he was he's another great comedian. Yeah. He was like, Yo, Chris, like I'm in this show called Rose Battle and I'm battling your boy John Paul and I need some ammo, you know, like and I was like, Oh. First of all, that's my boy. But I'm like, oh, okay. I'll give you a little look of something, something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you know, I helped him a little bit here and there. But then I'm like, why am I writing for somebody else, like, mm. or giving ideas to some? I'm like, I should be doing this. Like, I'm I'm an asshole. Like, I am roast battle. You know, I roast my husband. Like, nobody's safe. You're yeah, nobody's so I'm like, safe. <laughs> I roast my kids, you know? Like, yeah. nobody's safe. So I'm like, why, how come I'm not on this show? And at that time, I knew who the booker was. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I just send a message to the booker? Like, what's stopping me? Ego, pride, like, shame, who cares? Just ask. Mm. It can either be a no or a yes. 
right? Mm. And it's funny, like I have this quota, uh, this quote, sorry, that Crystal, remember that everything you actually got was a no at first, right? Because literally everything that I've done, it, it felt like such a struggle to get it. And people don't know the amount of no's and rejection that we deal with to actually get big goals that are popping that people only see those those goals. Yeah. They don't see everything else, right? Mm. So I was like, whatever, I've dealt with no's. Let me just ask. So I sent an email out and I'm like, hey, you know, um, I've done Trix's roles, Kenny's birthday roles, you know, and you could like these people can vouch for me. Um, and I got a no. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. So I got an email back and she said, actually, Crystal, we're already um, in in the middle of recording soon. And, you know, I'll keep you in mind for the future. And I've heard I'll keep you in mind for the future over and over. And you know what that really means, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I asked, I got a no, that's fine. So literally like two days later, I get a phone call from this person and I'm like, oh, what's this about? Hey, somebody dropped out because of COVID. It's really last minute. Yeah. Um, you only have seven days to write your joke. Is that enough? And I'm like, yo, I, I need two hours and I'll get it done. Like, oh, wow, yeah. I don't need seven days. So she's <laughs> like, okay, cool. So I was like, okay, this, I always say like, I don't need my whole foot in the door. I just need my little pinky toe in the yeah. door. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I know my talent. I know my personality. I know that people love me when I'm around, but they got to let me, let, let the little pinky toe in a little bit. Right. You know, right. To get in the building. So I was like, okay, like I showed and proved, like I killed it in the short time that I had. And I did so well on my roles and they invited me back again so mm. that's what you've just seen season three okay right? yeah so with season three it was really interesting because what happens is they they have a list of roasters so you see who's on the cast and then you know you can kind of make a suggestion if you'd like mm. so i didn't really know what i was going to do before i even thought about it tyler morrison reached out to me and if you don't know tyler morrison first of all like where have you been but like he is the roast king okay yeah he is the roast king like he's written roast like he wrote for k trev which is a judge k trev wrote for the american roast which k trev won and you know the american roasts are different because they go like head to head and then whoever wins goes to the next battle whoever wins that goes to the next okay. battle yeah. whereas canada it's like you have one battle and you're done yeah mm. but with the american there's only one winner and k trev who was a canadian won that and honestly he's a great comedian but without the help of tyler like tyler's help was really crucial in his yeah. win you know yeah. so tyler morrison king of roast battle sends me a message on facebook and goes <laughs> and you know i looked at the list and yeah people are cool and all but like i don't think anyone can give me like a bang for my buck like you can and i'm like oh my god like oh, I'm wow he's <laughs> like he's a killer you know he's a killer mm. and at first i was kind of nervous i was like nah like i don't i don't want to go up against that like you know like that's like suicide and then i'm like you know what that's a challenge like the the very fact that he requested me it says something of course. so i'm like if i go out drowning like yeah. it's still against him you know yeah so i was like cool so we worked together i remember like i said so russell was a goal for that season two season three i'm like okay what are my goals and I wanted to get 
the premiere episode. So I noticed like the season one and season two, the premiere episodes were nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so that is the goal. You want the premiere because that gets nominated. And I don't need the win. I just need the nom. You know, mm. it's a pinky toe again. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I need the nomination. Let's work on it together. Let's mm. really give them a show. And let's see if we can get premiere. Okay. My other goal was I wanted to do some writing mm. on the show. Um. So lo and behold, Tyler and I work on it. And you know what? Like, I don't know if you've seen the battle. Like, I lost the battle. But damn, like, it was a mad, crazy battle. So, like, we were head to head. And even everyone in that place was, like, so rowdy. It literally felt like a jail fight. Like, you know, we're just... And, you know, the editing is is very different. So they edited a lot of the little jabs and punches. Yeah, yeah. You know, that we threw at each other that made it really, really... um, funny and, and just flowed better mm. but i thought it was a great battle and like we hugged each other and he was like yo you got it and i'm like no nah, you got it like we didn't even know <laughs> who did, you know and then yeah he he killed it i'm really proud of him and he you know we both got the goal we got premiere episode oh, he sweet, called me up yeah. he's like yo chris we got premiere and i'm like that's it like the goal was there on my list you know um and so hopefully when maybe I speak to you next, I can be like, hey, P, we got the CSA nom, you know, because yes. that's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. And before, you know what, like, especially like Indian and Caribbean people, like we don't talk enough about yeah. the things we want to accomplish because we want to keep everything secret, mm. right? We're like, and and a part of it, it's like, okay, you don't want people to bad mind you right. and like, you know, evil eye or whatever it may be. But then also it's the embarrassment, like if I don't get it and I'm here talking about it, like I yeah. got it. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, fuck that, man. Like, who cares? In my head, I did get it. You know, mm. like, let me let me put that energy out into the universe because it's been working for me so far. This, this is so, what I'm saying. I I, yeah. I wholeheartedly believe in that, man. Because yeah, I I don't know what age it was. It was just before COVID where I stopped caring. Yeah, about things. yeah. I wish I had that attitude when I was doing stand up, but I stopped yeah. caring. And I'm just doing things because I know you just have this one life to live. And it's That's like, it. you have nothing to be afraid of in life. Yeah. And you got to make those heavy goals. And I like how you're yeah. doing that. Yeah. And then they come. Opportunities will keep they coming come. coming your they way. They come. They yeah. come. And even with the writing. So I talked to my manager and I was like, hey, like, did you hear anything about writing? And she was like, no, actually, you know what, like they have a budget and they're going to stick to their team. And, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm like, cool, no problem. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I got the CSA. I didn't get that. And then a week after that, the um one of the head writers reached out to me and, and he's like, hey, we're having like a trial thing and we'd like you to, you know, get on for a week. And are you cool with that? And I'm like, hell yeah, that's a pinky toe, Pete. That's a pinky toe right there. So I'm like, yeah, let me get my pinky toe up in there. You know, so because I know my talent, I believe in myself. And you know what? It's not even audacity at that point. It's literally hard work. I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's the hard work, the audacity, the the belief in my talent, all of that and the universe, you know, that that helps. Do you think I know as as comedians in any industry, you're always learning, right? But I got to yeah. ask you again. I, I felt like I asked you this before. I don't know. I'm not sure. But do you feel like you've mastered your craft yet? Uh, you know what? Like, 
I may feel like I've mastered it at certain times, but then I always learn something new, mm. right? Like what I have learned is um, to believe in myself. I've mastered that. Okay. Right? Like I've mastered that. I know there's nothing I can't do when it comes to stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've done all white rooms. I've done old white people, young white people. I've done shows in places that have never heard me or seen me before and I've killed it. Like when I went to St. Martin, I was so scared because I'm like, you know, this is like a Caribbean crowd that I'm used to, but they're also like, you know, older and their their comedy is a little bit different, yeah. right? Like they have like very character based comedy and and of course like before me there were like some characters that came out like as a dressed as a granny yeah. and like you know all these things and I'm there just with a mic. Yeah, you know, and I remember like even there, my opening joke. I always tell myself like, if you can get the people to relate to you mm-hmm. in that first few minutes, then you can really say whatever you want after. Yeah, it's so true. It's you so know? true. And I remember I did a bunch of radio interviews um there, and people were always asking me like, "Are you related to this guy named uh, Michael Ferrier?" And I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, you know, who's every radio, like, asking me about this guy? And I'm like, okay, who's this guy? Like, he wants to be important. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, he's the island minister of finances. So he's like a really popular guy. And I end up meeting him. He ended up coming to the show. So my opening joke was like, hey, guys, like, I'm not related to Michael Ferrier, you know, um, for for, for the most part. You know, I wasn't sure... But then I found out who he is <laughs> and I need a little ministering of my finances. Yeah, so yeah. I have set up a DNA test in the back after this show. So I'll see you back there, dad. I'll see you oh, back there. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I felt I that coming. Break. Yo, I got an applause break off the top and then it's like I had them in my hand and I could just do my set and just they they were like eating it all up you know so yeah I think that's that's important a lot of people don't realize that yeah you do have to change stuff when you're in a new place like you can't stick to your same routine that maybe works for you in Toronto at the Nubian show Mm -hmm. and you know you're going to go to Newfoundland at a bar Mm -hmm. and do that same set like it's not going to happen you know yeah yeah. (laughs) yo I I love that joke still the first thing is when did I can't I gotta remember what I'm going to ask First thing is, when was the roast battle on the second one? Because I felt like I was in Florida at the time. Uh, with Norm or the third, the third, this, 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 this Thursday, this season? When, the one you promoted. Okay, July, so right? I had so, yes, the roast with Tyler was in July. I think it was. I don't remember the exact date, but it's the first episode. And you know what? Like, I just realized that CTV, um, the app has all the episodes yes. for free yeah you don't even have to, like last year i think you had to have a subscription mm-hmm. but this year they're they're they've opened it up for free so you can go in and you can see the first episode that's me and tyler and then my my second episode actually got i got two this year um it released just the monday that i was in jamaica the 31st mm-hmm. yeah you so just you came back wait. Yeah. yeah i just came back from jamaica like i don't know three days ago or something like that yeah Okay, yeah. So for the people, you could watch both episodes, and yeah, yes. the CTV app. That's that's what I've been going to too as well. Yeah. Um. So that's what I want to ask you first. I don't think I was here at the time. I think I was in Florida, uh, so I have to watch that. 
the next thing is that joke you just told you know that feeling when a joke yeah. hits you right there and it's like oh, yeah this is it and you know it's gonna work yeah and, and you open with it or you use it that's the best feeling too when you come up with it's a the joke. best feeling it's the best feeling you know what's scary about that is like i couldn't test that joke anywhere yeah. i only had that one show and you know i'd like to test the joke but then you know i was with the other comedians that were working at that time on the same show and i told them about it mm. and you know when when you know it's funny you know it's funny at some you know like some point in your career you just know what's funny right and so i knew it'd be it, it'd be great i didn't know i was gonna get a full ass applause break from mm. the gazillion of people that were there first of all the island's so small i swear the whole island was there for the show yeah it was crazy <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like, where did all these people come from? But yeah, you know, they showed so much love and and that felt good too, where I was like, all right, I never practiced this and they loved it. So, and he was in the audience at the time. Yeah. So that was even funny, you know? Yeah, but, man, that's amazing. It's, it's amazing making yeah. people laugh around the world, making connections. It's a beautiful thing, you know yes. what I mean? Mm. Yes, exactly. And one, one more thing I was going to say though, I don't know if it was because this is to go with the different comedy rooms, different crowds. I don't know if it was yeah. JP who taught me this or Mr. Mo, yeah. but one of them said to me, funny is funny because yeah. I used to be scared of doing like certain rooms out of town and stuff. And I was yeah. like, I always remembered that if you can make yeah. a, a joke relate to anyone, funny is yeah. funny. People will laugh, right? exactly exactly and jp's such a king of that like he thrives in whatever room you put him in and he's himself like he does yeah. his island hipster shit you know like yeah. he's always on that tip and people love it mm. so. yeah. okay crystal we come to the point in the interview when i had okay. you on both other times we didn't i didn't get to ask you this question that i came up okay, with okay. three seasons ago right it's a would you rather question okay so let me know would you rather visit your younger self and give them advice for the future or would you rather visit your older self and have them give you advice for what's going on right now oh that's hard okay i would visit my younger self mm. i would visit my younger self because i was very insecure as a younger person and you know just to give that reassurance to my younger self that you know trust in god and trust in the universe that you will be brought to where exactly where you belong um and the reason why i wouldn't talk to my older self to bring my older self back is like i like where i'm at right now i like that i'm figuring out stuff and i i like that i'm trusting the process mm -hmm. so whether i fall on my face or whether you know i rise up high like it's my process and i the the beauty of that process is what's gonna make everything worthwhile mm. sweet sweet okay yeah. thanks for sharing that now yeah whether my guest chose their younger self or older self there's four following questions to that and this okay. is about your younger self okay what would you tell your younger self about money Ooh, yeah my younger self oh god i'd be like girl do not spend all that osap money you need to pay it back <laughs> back working at food basic ain't gonna cut it girl you need to pay it back yeah no like i would tell my younger self the importance of credit and and, and making sure you're still dying yo you know you know we spent that all time why did they give me so much money bro why did they give me so much money 
20, they gave me twenty thousand dollars a year. Yo, my my tuition is eight grand. Eh? Why? <laughs> Who's spending twelve thousand dollars on everything else? Like, what is happening? Oh wow! But definitely, like yeah. young person, young me, debt is not a joke. Like, you will not be able to get a house. You will not be able to get a car, girl. Stop. Like, fix your credit. You know, if I knew that. I would have learned that lesson. I would have got the things that I have now much earlier, yeah. you know, in life. Mm. So definitely. Yeah. But of, of course, girl. You, uh, but you like the way things happen. Like everything. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Everything happened for a reason. Mm. And, you know, yeah, mm. I would tell, but it, it allowed me to, you know, give my kids the knowledge of finances because my parents never gave it to me. Yeah, you know, my husband is really knowledgeable in finances because he learned the hard way too. And then he tried to teach me in the beginning. You know, I'm a little bit of a hard head, and yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, who are you talking to?" Like, you know, but, like <laughs> but he was just trying to teach me and guide me. And now I see that, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm. it, it's it's good that I have that to teach my children and, and and to leave them something, man. Because our parents, like. I don't know about your parents. My parents, you just came here with a dollar and a dream, you know? So it's like, it was hard for them to to leave me money for school, you know, help me with a down payment on a wedding or a house or anything. Like, no, like in my culture, like we usually take care of our parents. So it's like, it's not like they come prepped and I don't want that for my kids. Like I don't want my kids to take care of me because they have enough to deal with, especially in society today. Yeah, you know, I don't want to burden my kids, so yeah. I'm glad that I learned that lesson now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, what would you tell your younger self about family? Um, that family is not always blood related. Mm-hmm. You know, that family is whoever is there for you when nobody is. Wow, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I would always, and I would also say, you know, remember who's there for you when nobody is like, those are your real people. Yeah. I've heard a few people say that on this podcast. Yeah. 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 What would you tell your younger self about friends? Mm, That they come and go. And, you know, it's not the end of the world when a friendship ends because sometimes you grow and that person doesn't grow with you, mm. you know, and you friends. I'm old now. Huh? Like, I'm like, I'm on that no new friends, yeah. but I'm also sush. I'm very sush. You know, <laughs> yeah. I know that. Yeah. So, um, but it's funny. You make friends in the weirdest places or in the weirdest ways, like, even the Rose Battle family, like Tyler is like literally like um he's a forty year old dude, white dude from Bracebridge who likes his beer. You know, he has a wife and kids, a family man. And I'm like, I feel like we're friends. You know, like I would have never been friends with him if it wasn't for comedy and Rose Battle. So yeah, except the friends that are gonna come in, in weird ways. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Lastly, what would mm-hmm. you tell your younger self about love oh man like girl the fairy tale ain't it the fairy tale (laughs) ain't it like love is not like butterflies and you know what i used to say i used to say in my in my younger relationships and if we get into argument or whatever i used to be like if you love me 
then you'd know like yeah, yeah. how to treat me. Yeah, yeah. You'd know how to treat me. If you really love me, you'd know how to treat me. Mm. And then I hit like 30 something. I was like, I had a bag of, not a bag, maybe a couple of relationships that didn't work out. And then I was like, nah, like, this is how I want to be treated. Like, yeah. I would tell the person, this is what I need. And yeah. if you can't do that, then you can't do that. You can go. But like, this is exactly what I need. Like, it's not a mystery. It's not a, if you love me, you know, that kind of thing. And like love, you find within yourself first, <clears throat> you know, like, if you're not happy within yourself, like nobody's going to come and make you happy. Like you got to be happy on your own first. So true. All yeah. right. You got through those questions. Now, yes. before we go, I want to know what's <laughs> going on now because you do a lot of things, right? So I just want to know, are you still doing the cake business? Is your oldest daughter, I believe, she was the funny one. Is she still funny? Oh, yeah. oh, and then... Funny. um. All the projects that you got got going on right now. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm not baking because I don't have the time. And that's a blessing. And I'm so grateful yeah. to all the people that still reach out to me. And they're like, please, can you make me a cake? Please. Can and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, because you know what? Like I, like I said before on the baking episode with your wifey, like, I don't like to just bake a week in advance. Like, I'm if, if I'm baking for you, it's a fresh cake. Like, I need you to taste that love in the cake. And I just don't have it in me right now just because I don't have the time. You know, yeah. I don't have the time. Um, With my daughter, yeah, she's mad funny. Yeah. She's mad funny. And even the little <laughs> one is getting really funny, too. Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. We, I just came from Jamaica, and I was with uh, one of my really good friends, Sienna, and she's like a little round, tiny thing. Like, in yeah. Jamaica, like, she's like, she is the queen in Jamaica, okay? Because, yeah. like, you know how they come, yo, fluffy, Fluffy, come here, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm with my little one, and every day we're going around the resort, like, man, or trying to talk to my friend, you know? And then the third night, a guy stops her, and my little one goes, oh, another boyfriend, auntie? Oh, like, oh, my God. Like, so funny. <laughs> But man, like they make these comments that I'm just like, oh God, they're they're me. They're so me, you know. Wait, so um, you both were dying, right? She was dying at that. Yo, we were dying. <laughs> Even the dude was dying. He was like, what? Like, yo, it was so funny. It was so funny. We we're dying. But yeah, man, these kids like bring a lot of laughter to my life. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Nice. Good, good, good. And and now the projects, what you got, what do you got going yeah. on now? So I do have a second book that I wrote that I'm waiting to get illustrated. You know, I did my kids book um, in the pandemic. So I wanted to do another one. And, you know, I used to work as a behavior therapist and I worked uh, with children on the autism spectrum for like 10 years. So I wanted to kind of write a book. to It, it would be like my old to the kids that I worked with. Mm-hmm. So that's in the making. Hopefully that will be out soon. Um, and yeah, like I'm doing a lot of shows. I'm doing some traveling. I'm trying to get out to LA. I'm trying to go back to New York. Um, and there's a lot of um, stuff happening with the Rose Battle family that I can't discuss. Yeah, yeah. But okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yes. So a lot of recording. I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of acting. I'm doing a lot of writing. And yeah, like check me out on my Instagram at Crystal the Comedian and you can see where I'm at next. Sweet, sweet. So before we go, thanks for sharing all yeah. this. We we got to cut we got to catch up after a, yeah. a, over a year. But um you're gonna answer the real talk question. 
I'm okay. gonna see if it changed because you said something. I can't remember. Okay, okay. We'll see All what right. it is. But then we have to do the donation to the balloon pop. Yeah. But uh let's see. Do you want me to read out the Raptors or the Blue Jays? Man, the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is what you had. What is one of the most memorable moments of your life? Yeah, I think I might have had that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have that. Yeah. The most memorable moments of my life. Because we know, we know, we probably, you probably said your kids, right? Yes. But let's make this yes. one about comedy then. Okay, let's make memorable. it about comedy. Yeah, um, yeah I'm definitely going to say Russell, opening mm. for Russell. And uh, I think it, like I said, it didn't really hit me until I got outside and walked out like a normal person thinking nothing of it. And I got swarmed. Um, even my husband was like, yo, like he turned into security, like his chest went out. Like his, he's like, yo, like, you know, and then he was like, he kind of got like a little, little group of people, like a light up. And he's like, okay, you can go take a picture. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. like, yo, it was, it was mad. It was mad. And, you know, people wanted my information and things like that. I think having that moment, but also then having the idea that I still have my privacy right now. Yeah. And then immediately thinking like oh my god like if i keep going like this this could all be gone you know because yeah. russell had to go the back way where nobody could see him wow. and, you know get his way to his room like otherwise like it's you know it's too much yeah but um that definitely was life-changing because i was like yo am i ready for this yeah you know is this is this is this the goal and um yeah it, it gave me a taste mm. of hopefully what's to come because it's not like it's not like i care about fame pee. Yeah. It's more that I want to make a mark so that other women that look like me, mm. you know, know there's a way. Yes. That's really what I want. Yes. Nice. Yeah. You can be that mentor, you know? Yes. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yo, did you sign autograph? Like, did someone yeah, ask I did. you? You did, yeah, right? I did. Yo! <laughs> yes. I was like, this is crazy. But yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. I did. Wild. Crazy. Wild. Nice. Yeah. Okay. The last thing is the balloon for the donation. Okay. So, last season, season seven. Yeah. I used three charities, and I'm using the same three for season eight. We have okay. Claws, Claws, Kawartha Lakes Animal Wellness Society. We okay. have Make a Wish Foundation, and okay. we have the Fundraiser Warriors. So, by my hands, left, middle, or right, which one do you want me to pop? Uh, let's go right. Oh, wow. Let's see if it makes a difference. A lot of people choose middle, but it's all random. Yeah. All right. What is Right. It? Season eight, episode two with Crystal Ferrier. Star Scorpio will be donating to, I don't know if you can see it though, but the Fundraiser Warriors. Warrior, yes, yes. I love they that. do a lot I of great that. work. All right, Crystal. Before we sign off, I know you plugged yourself, but let the people know where they can find you again. Yeah, just Instagram is the best way to, to contact me at Crystal the Comedian. Very easy. You can get links to my album, links to get my book. You can speak to me for now, unless you're crazy up in my DMs. But to have a lot of but you know what it's all good i love it i love talking to people i love people sending me messages saying like yo like i didn't know who you were and like where have you been like who are you you're amazing you know i love that it's cool it's all good it's all love 
Sweet. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. This is Real Talk with Star Scorpio Season 8. And we out. We out.